What's going on, everyone? This is Brian's Comics Number One. I'm and I'm doing this Earth Two podcast segment of the Flashcast, and I'm going to tonight. I'm going to do the synopsis of the Flash and the Furious as it returns on January the fifteenth on the CW, and I'm excited, really excited about this episode. Now, before we switch, um, before we go into this, I want to discuss some upcoming projects I'm planning to do. And one of them is I'm planning to actually do a new monthly podcast called Comic Book Character Profiles. And basically, I'm going to be discussing for a mo- on a monthly basis uh, a comic book character. And I'm actually planning on doing my first one either on... It's between Han Solo or Batman. Um, just because, you know, they're the ones I'm very familiar with. And basically, I'm just going to kind of do some research on them and... Point, um, some stuff I find out that some new things I find out about you know the characters and I'm not, I'm going to do some DC characters I'm also going to do maybe some Marvel and some from Image some from Star Wars I mean and I'm also going to do some pools to see the fans if they want to like choose, choose which character I want to you know profile and I can profile that character even if I don't know that character very well it's, a, it's just a way for me to kind of see the different characters and to see what they are like and to learn some things about them and maybe i can be hooked you know i mean it's just it's a really exciting project that i'm planning on doing so i'll go into more details about that in the future and i'm also even planning on creating a comic of my own so i'll also go into more details in the coming months or coming weeks you'll see some maybe some tweets or some instagram posts i mean i'll set up a new instagram talking about that as well so really exciting so far this year for me has been really good i mean i've been doing a whole lot of um structuring in my life i mean i'm doing really well health wise so far um, i'm planning on doing ddp yoga um if you, those of you who don't know ddp yoga has been made by a professional wrestler by the name of diamond dollars page um really amazing cool cat he used to wrestle in wcw and wwf now called wwe um and after retiring he decided to do this amazing program that it has nothing but good results very good testimonies and I'm actually taking part in that right now, and I'm really excited about doing the exercises. So I'd give it a go if I were you, but that's just me. So switching gears here, um, we're gonna do a preview of the um, episode, a preview of um, season five of The Flash, episode ten, The Flash and the Furious. And the song here that you're listening to is called Sinti- is called The Lonesome Cowboys by Sintas Tiempo. Um, it's a, it's the official theme of my podcast. I asked um, Sintis um, himself on his YouTube page if I could use it, and he said, you know, totally cool. So I, I'm really happy to use this podcast, use um, the theme as my, you know, the song as the theme of my podcast. So it's a really good listen. I mean, the song is called Lonesome Cowboy. Once again, it's based on the anime, the hit anime series Cowboy Bebop. Really awesome song, and it's a really good listen. So yeah, shout out to Sintas Tempo. So switching gears here, um, I'm going. So we, right now we're reviewing the Flash and the Furious. So um, before I go into more details about that episode, um, Jesse L. Martin, the guy who plays Joe West, is actually going to return from medical leave on episode 15. And I, and I read from a TV Line article that he had a back injury over the summer season or the summer holiday, and. Man, back injuries are really tough to um, heal from. I mean, look at Batman, for example, in um, <laughs> No Man's Land. But this guy got it from Bane, okay? But 
Joe, you know, Jesse L. Martin didn't, thankfully no one cracked his back. I mean, like Bane did to Batman. And I happen to say that Jesse L. Martin's back as Joe West. He's going to come back kicking ass, taking names, and he's 100%. So we're happy to see him. And actually the showrunner, Todd Helbring, the Flash showrunner, and I quote, said this about Joe West's absence. There's an explanation and there is another sort of thing down the line that will get more explanation as to why Joe was gone for so long. And then the episode, and then another quote was added saying that I'll just say that there's some technology that Star Labs has via which he, you know, he being Joe is gone and he's not gone at the same time. So it's a lot of unfolding is going to happen in the future episodes of season five as to why, where Joe has been. And if you've noticed in several, the last couple episodes or the first couple episodes, I would say in the season five, Joe's just sitting down because of that back injury. So there you go. But nonetheless, it's great to see Joe um, back in action at 100%. So finally, we're going to um, review, do a, a review of The Flash and the Furious. Um, in the episode reads, the synopsis of the episode reads that while Nora grapples with the revelation that Thawn killed her grandmother... Team Flash must stop Weather Witch and Silver Ghost, a new villain who can control engines and motorized technology. Caitlin and Cisco discuss creating a metahuman cure. So as I read the synopsis, the first thing that comes to my mind is why is Nora getting help from Thawne? And the only thing I can really think of is just that she wants to see the father that she never knew, being Barry Allen. She only knew Barry by studying things in the Flash Museum. But then she got the opportunity to run back through time. And I can bet you that Thawne told her that that's what, you know, basically Thawne has been teaching her a whole lot of stuff about the speed force, about her abilities, which brings me to future Iris. And I say this because future Iris, maybe this is the reason why she dampened Nora's powers, because for some reason she actually, she actually probably knew that Thawne was going to pop up sooner or later, because think about it. Thawne is a Flash's fanboy. He comes from the future where he is just Gaga for Flash. He tries to be like the Flash. But lo and behold, he grows to resent him. And he especially when he finds out that he is the very guy that kills the Flash's mother. And becomes a sworn enemy. So, you know, I think, you know, things are going to become full circle. And it's going to pretty much make sense as to why Nora ran back through time just to meet Barry. Only to, once again, jack up the timeline just like Barry would and when he made Flashpoint. So in a sense, Nora is sort of creating a Flashpoint paradox that Thawne is probably counting on. Maybe this is why Thawne actually somehow pops up and doesn't die. Maybe this is a way for him to survive. He's using Nora as a, as a tool. So that way he can once again terrorize the Flash and taunt him and fight him for even centuries. So, I mean, this just shows that Ebar Thon, aka the Reverse Flash, is just such a really cunning and intelligent villain. And just how just how smart he is. I mean, you can never you can never keep a bad uh, a reverse flash down. I mean, he always comes back. So, I mean, I think especially with Nora, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of questions answered. So, I mean, and speaking of questions, I think this episode shouldn't be called The Flash and the Furious. 
which is still the right title because who knows, Barry could be fed up with, you know, or furious with the fact that his daughter has been working with Thawne all this time, which would lead me to believe that this um, episode ought to be called, Nora, you have a lot of explaining to do, girl. <laughs> Seriously, she does have a lot of explaining to do to Barry and Iris. And yeah, so it's going to be a pretty interesting episode. Nonetheless, with Nora just sitting down, <laughs> biting her lips like she usually does, and just explain to mom and dad, okay, yeah, I'm working with your worst enemy <laughs> just because I want to meet you. I mean, he's been teaching me things about the Speed Force and this special cryptic language that I've usually wrote that I've actually been writing in my journal. And Sherlock's going to probably play a role in, into it too. So very interesting um, stuff we're going to see there. Now, switching gears a little bit, um, the partnership and the team up between Weather Witch and Silver Ghost. Now, We've seen Weather Witch as the daughter of Weather Wizard. She's introduced to us as that, and she debuted in the la- in the um, episode "O Come All Ye Thankful" in um, episode seven. So that's that is episode seven. So she is going to return, and I think it's really interesting that she's teaming up with the Silver Ghost. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Silver Ghost is actually in the comics. He's from Earth X, where. The Nazis have won World War II. And thank God I do not live in that Earth. I love my Earth. 16. <laughs> Earth 16, peaceful. Y'all eyes won. So Earth X, you know, think of it as the man in the high castle. Nazis won World War II, and you got the freedom fighters that are fighting to beat up the, you know, are fighting to actually for the freedom against the Nazis. So, I mean, Earth X actually was seen in the Arrowverse too. So, I mean, if you haven't seen that, if you haven't seen the last Cross Worlds or crossover episode, that's what it focused on. So it was that Earth. That's where um, Silver Ghost is from in the comics. But this Silver Ghost has ability to control engines or machinery. So it's going to be pretty interesting why a weather someone who knows how to control weather is going to partner up with someone who controls machinery. So I think that's going to be a pretty interesting team up. Now speaking of metas. Or metahumans, so it, you know, it brings me to Caitlin and Cisco's um, plan to actually create a metahuman cure. Now, I don't know what would actually bring them to do this. So, but if I'm if I think about it, I think it might be their answer to Cicada, who's actually himself a self-hating meta. And I say that because before he even became Cicada, Orlin was a self-hating man. He his life wasn't kind of not you know it was kind of average. He just wasn't. He felt like he probably wasn't going anywhere. I mean, just really hated the crap out of himself. And it wasn't until he met Grace that he realized this, and Grace pointed it out. And it was Grace that actually makes him want to improve and turn full circle, turn into the man that he should have become, the better father. But it's not until after what happens in the, in the enlightenment period that Grace gets injured. And for a while, he and Grace are getting along, actually. They're starting to love each other. Like father and daughter. Well, it's technically he's her uncle and he she's his niece, so but you know, he loves her like his own daughter. But after she gets injured, after the enlightenment period, all thanks to, you know, Nora you know, hitting the satellite. I mean, he just becomes wrecked. You know, I mean I think it was Nora hitting yeah, it was when she helped the flash hit the satellite and just went all over you know, it went down to pieces and it hit Grace and he's just crushed. 
So he's, invent, you know, technically, the, you know, the Enlightenment just, you know, it jacks everything up and he is just crushed. And this is what leads him to becoming Cicada. And once again, he becomes this self-hating meta and he becomes this meta, a meta-human Jack the Ripper who just kills meta-humans. So I think Caitlin and Cisco are wanting to create the cure to actually have him to, you know, to, to kind of depower him. So that way he doesn't endanger anyone. But then I thought, you know, what if this backfires on Caitlin and Cisco or Team Flash in general? Because there's a very good chance that, you know, somehow Cicada gets his hands on the cure, the so-called cure, and uses it on metas instead of killing them. Or even better, better yet, Dr. Ambrose, the woman who's been working with Cicada, could use it. Because, I mean, I don't think Orlin would want to cure a metahuman. I think he would probably still want to kill him. Because they're metas. And he thinks that they're they're the reason why his daughter got, you know, his daughter wasn't, or his niece, I'm sorry, Grace was endangered. But I think Dr. Ambrose would want to cure rather than to kill because she's a doctor. Doctors, if you, I'm not really a doctor though, but I believe in the Hippocratic Oath, doctors have a duty to preserve life. And I think Dr. Ambrose is a villain. But uh, she's more of a sympathetic villain as one who would rather cure than take a life. So I think she could use that to actually cure a meta rather than to kill. But then at the same time, she doesn't like metahumans, but she would rather cure them than kill them. So, I mean, I can actually see that happening. Like if they were, if Cisco and Caitlin were to really go through with making this cure, I mean, not a doubt in my mind, Dr. Ambrose, I mean, Cicada gets his hands in it somehow to cure himself maybe. And then Dr. Ambrose would use that to cure, you know, the metas rather than kill them, while Cicada probably would still want to kill. But I think it will be pretty interesting to see all that unfold out. So, I mean, this is going to be a pretty exciting episode. I think it's going to answer a whole lot of questions and it's going to set the tone for the rest of the season, as it should. And I have to say overall, this has been my favorite season because it delves more into family and this delves more into Team Flash as a family. Barry, Iris, Joe... Um, his wife and um, Nora as a family and even Cicada and Grace and even Dr. Ambrose as a family. So a whole lot of family dynamic there. Um, I think it's a, I think that's one of my favorite things about this season. And of course the return of the first flash, who I think in a sense is the father of, you know, it's funny that we talk about family because when I, now that I think about it and then, I'm pretty surprised at myself for thinking this too. Reverse Flash is technically Barry's father. You know, and many of you may be kind of scratching heads as to why I would say that because we'll think about it. Henry Allen may be the father of Barry Allen. But you know, who who do you think create you know, but the Flash though, who do you think created the Flash? Reverse Flash. So technically Reverse Flash is the father of the Flash. You see why I'm going with this? Just like Joe, you know, okay, Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne. Now, when Joe Chill kills Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, Joe Chill birthed the Batman. So technically, Joe Chill is the father of the Batman. So, you know, little controversial. I mean, I don't want to sound controversial, though, but think about it, right? So, I mean, I thought, you know, I just thought about that just now. And it's just how, you know, something bad can actually birth something that is filled with hope and actually good. And, you know, it's just like not related to the Flash though, or DC in general, though, but I've learned, I even read in the news um, in Star Wars 
we actually find out who technically Anakin Skywalker's father is. And it turns out that it was Palpatine manipulating the midichlorians in Shimi Skywalker's womb to actually create Anakin. So technically, Palpatine's Anakin's father. See where I'm going with this? So, I mean, you look at those parallels and it's just really interesting. And even with Hal Jordan and Sinestro, going back to DC, the Green Lanterns. See, Hal Jordan... Or Abens, you know, I mean, Abensewer can arguably kind of be Hal Jordan or Green Lantern's father, in you know, in a figure of speech sense, you know, I mean, figurative, figuratively speaking. But then, technically, it was Sinestro who trained Hal Jordan, so in a sense, so in a sense, kind of a father figure, you know. Whereas, you know, Hal Jordan's father, I mean, obviously, Hal Jordan's father was a pilot, but you know, in terms of like the Green Lantern, Sinestro is Hal Jordan's father. Because he trained him. Think about it. But I mean, again, not to sound controversial, but I just thought, you know, I'd bring that up with the reverse flash, you know, technically being Barry Stapp. Because guess, guess what? He created him. You know, he he unwittingly and willingly created him. And this was just a this is just a dude who was just a fanboy. He all he did was worship the flash. And, you know, went gaga over him. Then again, who who wouldn't want to? I mean, I like the Flash. I'm the fan of the Flash. <laughs> but to find out that later on I actually become his worst enemy, ugh. <laughs> yeah, bro. Crazy, some crazy stuff. Well, anyway, um, I'm really excited for the upcoming seasons. I'm really, again, I'm really happy to see Joe West back. I'm happy to see that you know they're gonna use a reverse Flash again as sort of a foil. To um, re- reveal why Nora was is doing the things that she's doing, and yeah, so it's going to be a really exciting couple next couple episodes and a very exciting season in general. And yeah, so that pretty much wraps it up for the Flashcasts um, podcasts on the Earth Two crew. Um, I'm going to yeah, so I'm going to basically wrap this up. And um, once again, um, The Flash and the Furious is going to return on January the 15th on the CW. And I, I, you know, I pretty much look forward to reviewing that as well. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be really a really awesome episode. So, yeah, um, hope you all are doing very well. And like I said, Flashcasters, run, Flashcasters, run. And I'll and I'll see you again. Take it easy. Peace.